See, Kalai is professional. Daryl and Joe. That was perfectly timed. <laughs> I say that, and then she does that. It was perfectly timed. <laughs> you know what? I take back what I said. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. And welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 534. I'm your host, Jacob Vick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, and the legend, it's Alex. <sighs> well, it's been an eventful day so far, but I'm looking forward to just sitting down with another quality guest. We got the chat going, and just gonna have some fun and talk about video games. That's what I want to do right now. He brings the awesome. It's I yield to no one. Hey, thanks for confirming with us. I confirmed with you, stop. No, you didn't. I did so. No, you didn't. Your last report was. Oh, here we go. Well, on Sunday, I need to re- I need to confirm with our guests, and then I'll get back with you guys. Technically, you never got back with us. And then Alex sent me a text message asking me to confirm, and I confirmed. But was that just to me or to yield as well? That was just to you. He never confirmed to me. If I hadn't have been scrolling Facebook and happened to see his umpteen posts about when everything's getting recorded, I wouldn't have been available right now. I texted you and gave you an hour notice. Yeah, well, my phone's on vibrate and I was playing video games. Well, who's full sad? Tricky, he, he silenced you like he silences you during Rocket League. He, uh, he, apparently he did. Pretty much. He's like, it's not showtime, I don't want to hear from Tricky. And we have a, another guest. Uh, she, I think you've been on the show before, but she is the former host of Game Stuff. Now she is a host of the Poop Brothers. I mean, the Loop Brothers. It's Kali. Oh, God. I fucking hate you. Hello, everybody. Is that like a Loot Bros trademark on the show? Like, they, they take a drink on the show, so we hear it during the recording, which I'm fine with, because sometimes, like, you know, you get the Jeff Hanna, like, can pop when he's getting ready to talk about John Riccatello. Sometimes it adds to the flavor of the show. No, it's annoying. She's going to do it again. I, I can see you, okay? I can see you trying. <laughs> <laughs> they, they slurp into the... Oh, I thought she was going to slurp again. They slurp into the microphone, and they know it annoys the hell out of me, so they do it on purpose. Extra loud and extra, like, annoying. Let's see, they're in your head, Tricky. They're, they've got, they're rent-free in your headspace. But also, I mean, let's give Kalai some credit. Kalai was very flexible with the hours which we were going to record. We're recording earlier on Sunday than we normally would, because I, a special request for me, my stepmom's birthday is today. I've got family in town um, that I haven't seen in a while, so we're hopefully going out to dinner later. Not sure if that's still going to happen. But uh, Kalai was very, uh, very gracious guest and, and willing to change up the time. Yes, she's very nice. Kalai, how you doing? I'm doing good. You know, it's been a, it's been a year. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know how to respond to that, but yeah, it's been a year. 
And for anybody watching or even listening, uh, please let Tricky know that you'd rather hear me slurp than him cough. <laughs> Whoa. See, see, I used to take the coughs out of the show, but then somebody told me, he goes, oh, no, it's endearing. I'm like, ah, I don't think it's endearing. Smoker's cough is endearing? Apparently. Uh, usually I cut that out of the show because I don't think people want to hear that. Like, unless it's like I can't cut it out to where it's like in the middle of something you're saying. It's kind of intertwined in the audio. I used to take it out of the show, but now I don't. Is that because you spend less time editing? No, it's just because, like I said, somebody said, I'll just let it go. I'm like, okay. Oh, oh, one person said this. Well, yes. One person did say this. Among the millions and, and millions. millions. Yeah, no, it's not millions. But uh, among all the people that listen to this show, you're going to be like, okay, one person's opinion is good. Let me ask you a question. If you were listening to a podcast, would you want to hear somebody coughing during the middle of it? Or if they could take it out, would you want them to take it out? I want them to take it out. Well, let's practice some of that on our own show, Tricky Mick. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <sighs> let's do our update trophy count. I am level 683. Total trophies of 60,750. Uh, excuse me, hiccup. With a plaque count of 372. Alex? Tricky, that hiccup allowed me to rush yes, I saw to the, the, agenda. the agenda. I am level 460 with a total trophy count of 8,056 and a platinum count of 127 in 126 games. Yield? Oh, where am I at? I gotta open it back up. Newly minted 478 with a trophy count of 8,670 and a plat count of 155. I got a new one. What was your new one, sir? Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. And Sid is level 604 with total trophies of 12,735 with 288 Platinums. And Kalai, what do you... I am level 288 with 28 Platinums, and I have no idea how to see my total trophy count. Sorry. Uh, oh, my total trophy count is 1,742. One thousand what? Seven hundred and forty-two. Okay. Uh also tricky. Right. Before you leave her out, Ashley, since she's she she needs a little uh, a little moral support today, so she wants me to mention that she has one platinum, uh, and it's Tales from the Borderlands. And hopefully, I'm hoping she gets the platinum in straight because she really liked that game, and I think she could get it. Yes, and she's actually in the chat. So, hello, Ashley. She said she's bored. Thanks. That's that's what it's just listen, listen to the show. She's bored. I'm bored. Well, in, in her defense, she listens to one third or one fourth of the show every week. So nice to hear the other voices on the show. Hey, I have a question about Twitch, yes, and I know that I don't use Twitch as much, but I'm watching our twi Twitch, and apparently we're taking a break in the middle of our conversation here. Did it run an ad again? It did. But hey, going live was such a great idea. Right? And I would have you know, this is very interesting. The ad that I'm getting is for the Xbox on a PlayStation show. <laughs> it says the, oh, that's great. It says the pre-roll's <laughs> off. Oh, I know why you're getting an ad. Did you touch yourself you at night? No, she's getting oh. an ad because she's not subbed to the channel. Uh -oh. Subs don't get ads. Oh, that's stupid. 
Well, we gotta make some money somehow. No, you above all people cannot talk about making money and how, how you're no, doing no, in the... Hold, hold, in all right, the, hold on, hold on. Let me clarify. I'm not the one running the ad. Twitch is running the ad. Put blame on somebody else. But can you set it so that if you're not subscribed? No, be- no because it, it, the way Twitch makes their money is because like, when, when somebody subs to us, Twitch takes a portion of that money. Well, if you're not subbed, then they need to make up that money somehow so they run ads. Gotcha. Okay. Well, my b- browser encountered an error, so now I actually can't see it. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, you can sub. You have a Twitch Prime. I mean, I could. Yeah, I guess so. There you go. That, that way you don't see ads anymore. You could gift a sub, Tricky. I've gifted a sub every show so far. <laughs> What's another one? <laughs> I mean, she she can sub for free. But also, couldn't she use that sub on something else, though? She could use it on another channel. Yeah. I mean, there's no other channel that she watches on Twitch, so I mean... That's not not? true. Why would you assume that? You just said I don't use Twitch that much. I don't, but when I use it, I need my sub. Alright, you know what? I watch the games done quick stuff. Alright, fair enough. Tricky acting like we're the only podcast in the world. As far as I'm concerned, we are. You're not even the loot bros? I know, right? I feel left out here. You just invited me on my show and then insulted me. Oh, he does I'm that. not insulting you. I'm insulting Daryl. But Kali's part of the loot bros. See, the loot bros isn't just Daryl. It's everybody on that show. And everyone affiliated with the, the website or you know any of the podcasts that are offshoots. Is this going to turn into just a let's pick on Tricky... Show well, if you're going to constantly dump on our guests, I mean, someone I'm has to. St- I like Kalai. Someone I, has to I, stand up for our guests, Tricky, and apparently it's me I, and Yield. I was literally saying before that Kalai is the most professional one on that show, and then she slipped into the microphone, so she doesn't get that distinction anymore. Well, I mean, g- give her credit; they were perfectly timed. Like it's, if you see Tricky, you love to talk smack about other podcasts, but then when other people get it, get it your goat or like. Like rib you, you don't like it. I I get ribbed every single week on every in every form of media. Are you are you ribbed for her pleasure? See, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about, right there. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Someone had to pick up that joke. <laughs> oh, speaking of jokes, Alex, what have you been playing? <laughs> Sir, I certainly have not been playing a joke. I guess the joke is that you. Uh, tried I, to play I this calling, game and couldn't even get past was, the first level. I was calling you a joke, but... Okay. Oh, I thought you were referring to what I... I can, as far as I would have been playing, I can't accept that, but when you're talking about me, fair play. I'll accept that. Um, usual Rocket League, and uh, so I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins, got the Platinum last week. I haven't had a chance to play the Cuphead DLC, the Delicious Last Course, which, by the way, the acronym for Delicious Last Course is DLC. Hey, hey, that's clever. Nice job. Um, I said that three weeks ago, and you said it was stupid. Did you? Yes. I didn't pay. It. I wasn't fully paying attention. You were. You were. Talking. You never pay attention when we record a show. I. I don't. I'm not even playing video games this week. I'm. I'm. I am paying attention. Anyway, so yeah, I, I finally dove into the Delicious Last Course, the Cuphead DLC, the long-awaited, much ballyhooed Cuphead DLC, and it's 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 more Cuphead. The boss fights are uh, they're a lot of fun. Frustrating, very challenging, but they are a lot of fun. Beautiful animation. So it's just more of Cuphead, and I I do really enjoy Cuphead despite the difficulty, and 
They took away my 100%. I got the Platinum, but this is one of those games that I won 100% in. So I've got all the trophies. I've got 13 of the 14 trophies except for one trophy. Um, and uh, I only need to beat two more of the bosses with uh, the Cursed Charm. Basically, it, it randomizes your weapon throughout a fight and knocks you down to 1 HP. So you got to beat the bosses with 1 HP. But, you know, throughout the fight, you can parry stuff to get your, get a few more XP or HP points. But, you know, basically you go into a fight with one HP. So I got two more boss fights to do. You gotta do seven for the trophy. I've got five done. And then I'll have 100% back in Cuphead. So, yeah. I've been playing a whole lot of Cuphead this week and really enjoying it. Frustrated at times, but uh, very much enjoyed the Cuphead DLC. Alright, yield. <sighs> Let me see here. What all have I been playing? Okay, here we go. DSM profiles. <clears throat> so I've been playing some Raymond Legends. I've been playing some Siphon Filter. Deep Rock Galactic. Play some Church in the Darkness. Fired up Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Which, the things that I liked and was annoyed about with Uncharted 4, flip it, and it annoys me and I like it about Lost Legacy. And it's, it's weird, but just that how I am. That makes no sense. So, I like Madagascar in Uncharted 4. A lot of people hated it, but I liked the level. I thought it was a nice addition, you know, driving around in the Jeep, open, kind of open world area. But I hated how they last of us it with, hey, press triangle here. Hey, go over, you know, and they would give you little bubbles. Oh, the optional conversations? No, no, no. Just the, hey, press triangle to open this drawer. Oh, okay. Got you know, st- stuff like that. It-, it annoyed the heck out of me. But for Lost Legacy, when we got to like, I think it was like the fourth chapter and you're driving around India. I'm like, this feels like, oh, hey, we did this cool thing for four. We need to do it in the DLC. And I'm just like, I, I, I was over it. But the the whole little Last of Us deal, I call it the Last of Us deal. But, you know, hey, press triangle for this or that or square or whatever. It feels natural in Lost Legacy. Although I am disappointed that we had to insert a certain character towards the end of the game because I was enjoying the fact that there wasn't any certain character in the game and I feel we didn't need to go to that. But that's just my opinion. I think that what that shows yield is that uh, Chloe Frazier and Nadine Ross can carry a game on and their own. The set, yes. the set pieces and the puzzles and just the whole adventure itself, the story can carry the game and you, you know there can be life in Uncharted after a certain protagonist, so... Exactly. Yeah. And then I've also been playing... I played some Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, and that was my newest platinum. Alright, cool. I... Today I actually beat Monster Hunter Sunbreak, because I'm a huge Monster Hunter fan. That's the DLC, right? Yeah, that's the DLC. Uh, okay. It was actually really good. I really... Is that why it. you put no points in the backlog beatdown? Yeah, it's no points. Okay. It's a not a standalone DLC. Okay. And I recently played and beat and platinumed uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That's a good game. Good game. Mm-hmm. Did you platinum that tri- tricky? I did. He, I was actually the first one of all of us to do it. He, he was able to do it because there was no racing involved. Absolutely. That was the only reason. He was he also was the first to, to get it of all of us because we didn't have PlayStation 5s yet. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I still got the platinum first out of all of us. Well, I mean that's really not fair because they didn't, couldn't get a PS5. That makes sense. 
Yes. But let, let him have this little victory. It, it, he doesn't get very many. Thank you, Yield. <laughs> I appreciate you, you know, you, uh, Audrin, the fact that I don't get a lot of love. No. No, but honestly, you bring it on yourself, so, but I'll... I'll I do not! You Stop do interrupting Kalai! do! Anyway. Stop interrupting Kalai. Boy, you really enjoyed when he was when he was talking during Kalai's time, when he was sitting there buttering your bread, but as soon as he, you know, turns against you a little bit, you're, it's like, oh, well, we gotta go back to Kalai. Got, gotta move on! <sighs> Kalai, please continue. I've also been playing Guardians of the Galaxy. and That's a good game. It is. It suffers a little bit from the whole uh, Square Enix's new way of making a video game, which is a ton of cutscenes, followed by more cutscenes, followed by a little bit of gameplay. I gotta ask you. Oh, the Hideo Kojima method. How far are you in Guardians right now? Chapter, like, 12. Okay. I My only gripe with the game was I felt like the... While the huddles were a cool feature... I just felt like they were overdone. Yeah, it's a really cool feature, but then it kind of takes you out right in the middle of combat, which again goes to my here's a whole bunch of like here's a whole bunch of cutscenes, and, and I, I feel yep. Yeah, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, Ed. And I felt like they put all that stuff in to try to really like you know get to the root of Guardians because Gar- what makes Guardians of the Galaxy so good is that humor, and this follows kind of like an alternate timeline, like a different realm. Right. Universe. So, and of course, they don't have Chris Pratt or any of the actual actors. So, I think they were trying to really like hit on that humor. And just sometimes it's just too much. Yeah. And uh, the, the other thing with the huddles is I always felt like you never had like a clear, a clear way to get the optimal thing out of it. Because I, I don't know if our listeners know, but when you go into the huddles, you can either motivate your group to fight better or if you say the wrong thing they actually like don't fight as well and it it's not very clear about which path what you're supposed to say to boost up your group or not i disagree i thought it was pretty clear really yeah okay maybe i wasn't paying attention enough then no you weren't because literally behind them are big words that kind of keys you into what your choice should be you never notice the big words. Never if you, notice that. If you listen to them talk, they'll be like, "Oh, we feel like we don't, we can't beat this." And like it would say, "Beat this" in the background. And you're like, "Oh, okay. I guess we want to whatever choice kind of works with that." I okay. Then I I'm just gonna shut up now because I apparently I missed that. Right, well, I do have a question about this game, and I'll ask Kalai since Kalai obviously has been paying far more attention while playing this game than Tricky did. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So with Guardian Galaxy, like like you said, this may be just kind of like an overall Square Enix approach to making games, but especially with Guardians of the Galaxy, do you think there's so many cinematics in there because they tried to make it sort of like a movie? Because that's where Guardians of the Galaxy really exploded was in the MCU on the movie screen. So is it Square Enix trying to replicate that? It's like, hey, yeah, you're playing a game, but there's also going to be a lot of movie and story in this too. Normally, yes, I, I would think that, but... I know Square Enix as a developer, and if you look at their past games, like Kingdom Hearts 3, Kingdom Hearts 3 was just filled with total cutscenes and a little bit of gameplay. So it's kind of more of a trend for them. Fair enough, fair enough. Alright, is that all you've been playing, Kalai? Yeah, pretty much like this week. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, one more, and you guys are going to like this, because I know you guys don't listen to my show. 
I've been also playing WW2K22. Were you forced to play it? I was forced to play it. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't seem like a game that you can play because you don't like wrestling. No. And I'm having so much trouble. Oh, don't worry. Joe called me. Joe's like, Kali, don't worry. All you have to do is the showcase mode. It takes like three hours. I was like, okay, I got this. Do not have it. Do not have it. Hopefully you can just button mash your way to victory. No, you can't. The showcase mode is you have to do objectives. Oh. And the objectives are annoying, and I'm stuck on the first objective. And if you don't do every single objective, you can't open up the last match to beat the game. So apparently Kali's having the same problem with WW2K as I have with Cuphead. Can't beat the first level. So is it one of those things where, like, you have to, there's, like, a famous match you have to recreate, and you have to do certain things within that match to kind of tick all the boxes? Is that what the kind of objectives are? Exactly, and it's the, oh, God, let's see if I can remember. I'm terrible at wrestlers. It's it's the luchador, and I'm like, why am I following the luchador? Maustro, whatever his name is, I'm so sorry. Ray Mysterio? Mysterio, yes, you're following Mysterio's career. So, like, the part, and if you guys are going to play this, let me let me give you some advice here and you're playing this the st- there's a point in the first match where you have to put him into the corner and do like a corner um some kind of corner move like a grapple corner light grapple in the corner you get him into the corner and apparently almost every system there's a glitch right at that point so i had to turn the character around to actually execute the move correctly and it doesn't tell you that in in the tutorial it doesn't tell you that because you can pause the pause the game and it will give you tips on how to make that move correctly and so i i've had spent days and days and days trying to get through this move well last night at one o'clock in the morning i tried again and got past it and i was excited and then i couldn't do the later move in the match and now i have to start all the way from the beginning <laughs> so what what was the impetus to get you to start playing this game so if if because i mean i know joe's a big wrestling fan daryl has come on the show and talked about WB2K22. What what made you want to take the leap on this game? Because we, as part of our Patreon, if you guys would like to join the Loot Brothers Patreon, at the $25 level, you can make one of us play a game. See, this this is why I never agree to this, because Tricky tries to get me to agree to this kind of stuff. It's like, I'd, I'd rather na- make no money on the podcast and just not play well, these games. Play, 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 except the game, that, play the games you want to play? No, except that. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing with that. The Patreon money is bought the game for me, so I didn't pay for the game. So if you know, if you guys do this, Tricky would have to buy you the game. Tricky buys them enough stuff already. Tricky buys what? What? What is Tricky, Tricky bought me? Tricky who? What? When I was on this network, you bought me nothing. That's because I didn't like you at the time. The truth comes out. Ah, uh, I hope Kali knows I'm joking. All right, so let's welcome Daryl. Tricky wants to run away from that comment as fast as he can. (laughs) I I deserve that one, Clyde. Well, let's welcome uh, Daryl to the chat. Also, Mr. TMT84, uh, Joe Priestley. Yeah. So they came to show their support for their their teammate. Absolutely. The chat to see if uh, there's any comments. Did you see what Ender said about Cuphead? Uh, No. Uh, my boy Ender says, I mean, Cuphead first level is as basic as it gets. <laughs> you just got insulted. <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not saying, like, 
You're saying you can't do it. That's what you're saying. No, no, no. Hold on a second. I did beat the first level on the PS5 or the 4, or whatever one comes out. I couldn't do it on the PC. Uh, Wait, what? When did you start playing on the PC? I have Cuphead for the PC. That's random. Uh, because I got Game Pass a long time ago. Hmm. Do you want um? Do you want some uh, tricks on how to beat it the first level? I can help you. I I beat it on the PlayStation. Right. Got buy- right. Do you want? Do you I, want some tricks? But do you want some tricks to beat to to play beat the game? No, because I have no interest in playing it. Okay. All right. That's that's okay. your loss, Tricky Mick. It, it is my loss, but I'm I'm too much into the division right now. So, uh. Wait, how are you into the division? Didn't you beat that game and platinum it? Yes. See if you listen. If you listen to the show every week, you know that I'm back to being addicted. She's too smart to listen to the show. Unless I'm editing, I don't even listen to this show. Is that why uh, our show got excited when when I got the platinum to Ratchet and Clank because I had a more recent platinum than you? Yes, because Daryl <laughs> was actually in the chat last week saying, "How is it that Kawhi has more platinums in the last month than Chicky does?" Probably the, the, the all year. <laughs> I've gotten three this year. Ooh. I got what platinum did I get? With only three of them, you should be able to remember. Ratchet and Clank. You got Horizon. I got Horizon. Wait, you got Ratchet oh, and Which Ratchet and Clank did you get this year? Uh, Rift Apart. You got that this year? Yeah, that's the new one. The PS5 one. Wait a minute. So, hold on. I'm confused. Maybe <sighs> I'm just an idiot. It's, it's entirely possible. You got the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart Platinum Trophy this year. So okay, then you didn't get it before I did because I had it last year. <laughs> While he looks that up, um, I would like to let everybody know that if you are a Patreon subscriber to the Loop Bros podcast, we apparently have a WrestleCast dropping tomorrow. Why is it be showing up on my list? Did you even <laughs> platinum it, or are you just making that up? It might have been a fever dream. Are you making chicken shit out of chicken shit? Uh, maybe it's missing. I, 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 I must be missing all my, uh, my spam. When did Ratchet and Clank come out? It came out last year. What month? Mm-hmm. Early last year. Hold on. Okay, so... Apparently, I don't know. All right, so the platinums I got this year... Came out June 11th, 2021. Okay, then it was last year. Uh, Dupe says, for the small tricky, but well done. Uh, what platinums did I get this year? I got the... I got Horizon... Ghost of Tsushima, but that's a question because did you really replay it or did you auto pop it? No, no, I I really replayed it. Uh, yeah, I only have two this year. I thought your 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 next one is is Bowling Story One, Jane's version, Project Summer Ice, which is a quality game. 
Yeah, what, sure what is, is that? What What are those words you just mashed together like Doctor Frankenstein? Uh those are the breakthrough gaming games. Those are kind of like Rattalika games. Yes, but they're uh, very religious based. So, uh, yeah, okay, go ahead too. Uh, Matt G says, Loop Bros at Mick Foley levels of shameless plugs today. And then Joe called me an auto popping bitch. Well, you know, at least I could actually platinum a game there, Joe. Uh, and Daryl says, Spam Bay Bay. All right, let's get back into the topics here. Our first topic Daryl calls Tricky out for spam, and he's like, Nope, nope, right turn. Let's get out of here. Well, no, I. I'm I'm just not engaging Daryl because I'm actually the one that has been spam free all year. Daryl cannot say the same. I have a question. Don't you have a second account? I do. Don't wait. Wait, doesn't he spam on that account? So technically, he's not spam free. I'm just curious. I don't understand how this works. Oh, uh, well, hold on a second. Are you accusing me of spamming on my other accounts? I'm yes. asking you. Are you spamming on your other accounts? No. The only the only reason I have the other accounts is to buy the games in the other regions. I actually do not play on those accounts. Okay. Uh, Latin Legacy says he's here to see the skill. Thank you, Latin Legacy. Daryl says he has nine plus this year. Yeah, it's easy when you can play uh, full motion video games that I'm not allowed to play. Whose fault is that? Uh, Whose wait, what? fault is that? What are you talking that, about? That, uh, that is... Nitro's, Levi, and Homer's fault. You made the bets. You agreed. I, I, That's fine, but just know, January 1st, I'm gonna, you know, let loose. You know, I can, um... Oh, you got the platinum, by the way, for Ratchet and Clank on June 27th, 2021. Yeah, it, it was shortly after. Um, it was last year then. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this, Tricky. I know this is hard. But you can actually platinum games that aren't spam. Yes, I know. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Why don't you go platinum that one? I plan to. Okay. That... I also plan. I also plan to go back and get the platinum for Lego Star Wars Saga. I plan to go back and get the platinum for a couple other games. But I really like really fell back into the Division Two. Uh, I plan to go get the platinum in Intelligent Cube. I plan to uh, get the platinum in. What was the other game? Uh, I'm going to get the PS4 version of Horizon. Uh, and that's it. That's all okay, so now. here's another question then. Then why don't you put down the division and actually work on the platinums? Because if I, if I put down the division, then I'm going to fall behind and I won't be able to get all the things that I want in the game. Because it's a constant grind right now, and right now they introduced a new level up system, which is a heavy grind, and I have to get to level twenty on that grind, and I'm at level nine right now. Okay. So what you're saying, Tricky, is that there are things that are more important than platinum trophies, because you've always talked about platinum trophies being the most important thing, but it seems like you're willing to put in-game content above the platinum trophies that you put a pause on. 
I mean, yes. I mean, this might be a springboard, you know, like this is like a drug, Tricky. You might actually go start playing Nintendo games because they don't have to have trickies, or the trophies. They don't have trophies. So, you know, you might be springboarding into other systems. PC, oh, you'll come right into PC. I've been playing a PC game. What PC game? I can't talk about it. I'm under an NDA. But okay. I am PC gaming right now. So wait, like, are you going to write a review or provide a review for this game? Is that why there's an NDA? No, I was just I I have I'm playtesting the game, but it is a game that we all know. I'm just not allowed to talk about it. Okay. Uh, Joe says, if we all donate twenty five dollars, will you not play the division for the rest of the year? Uh, make it 50 and at least eight people have to donate. And then I will play the division for the rest of the year. And no, somebody can't donate 100 to pay for somebody else. It has to be eight individual people paying $50 a piece. Alright, can we get on to the topics at hand? Because it's customary as we do the first show of every month. We announce the PlayStation Plus games and this month is a banger. Coming from Ryan Zitt. Okay. Ooh. Alice, or Yield has already uh, expressed disappointment. Uh, coming from Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN, Sony has revealed PlayStation Plus games for August are Yakuza Like a Dragon, Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 1 and 2, and Little Nightmares. This was revealed on the PlayStation blog. All three games will be made available at no extra cost to all subscribers on August 2nd. Yield, you sounded like you had a little bit of a disappointment. Let's lead off with you, sir. Well, I mean... The Yakuza game sounds interesting, and I've never played Little Nightmares, but I hear it's really good, so I might give it a whirl. But I could, I could care less about Tony Hawk. All right, Alex. I, I don't. I personally don't think it's as banner as a month as everybody is hooting and hollering about it. But that's just my opinion. I okay. Can I say something, and you can tell me if it's a fair statement or not? Okay. I think it's a banger of a month. It's just not appealing to you because it's not the games you'd want to play. That's fair. But it's still quality games that are being put out. That's fair. Okay. Alex, your thoughts on the games for PlayStation Plus? Yeah, I, I think this is a good month. I The only game of these that I have played is Little Nightmares. I've played the, the Bane game and the DLCs. Done all of them. So I can say that it is a very unique game. Very Well, there's also a sequel too, so if you like Little Nightmares, maybe you'll you'll go get the sequel. But very different from anything I typically play. And a lot of fun. So Little Nightmares is a very good game, and I would encourage anyone who has PlayStation Plus to definitely try it out. Haven't played Yakuza, but here, you know, everyone was raving about Yakuza when this announcement came out. So Antonio X Pro Skater, very popular series. I'm sure that a lot of people will be happy to scoop that one up as well. So a good month, and I think one of the better months this year, and kind of nice to see after, you know, Sony has moved to this new tiered PlayStation system with, or PlayStation Plus system with premium and, and extra thrown in there. And kind of my thinking when they did that, it was, okay, well, now that they're having to put a lot of these PS4 and PS5 games onto extra, that the PS Plus Essential free game lineup is really going to go like Xbox games for gold, that kind of way. But uh, this is a month that, you know, we've had the, the tiered system for a couple months now, and uh, this is a good month of, of PlayStation Plus Essential, and hopefully it keeps rolling. Or at least, you know, every month we can, you know, honestly, if we get one one game a month, that I'm interested in, then uh, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with that. So, all right, cool. I... It's an interesting lineup. 
not as much as appealed to me, but Yakuza Zero I heard is really good. I Joe raves about it all the time. Um, I think so does Daryl. So it's supposed to be a really good game. And, you know, even if the games aren't for you, to put that game on the service, I think, is a fantastic for anybody that has the service. As opposed to, like, you know, like a cheap little game nobody's ever heard of. And they're also putting, I think, I I, I, I want to say this, but I don't know if it's actually been confirmed. I think they put every Yakuza game on PlayStation Plus Premium as well. That wouldn't surprise me because I believe they're on Game Pass as well. So, uh, but I've never played any of the Yakuza games. But I, and I can ask the chat, and I can ask my fellow co-host here. From what I understand, Yakuza is basically like Grand Theft Auto in Hong Kong, right? I think that's kind of a more glazed over description, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't have anything deeper to offer, but I do think that's somewhat of a generalization. I mean, that's kind of like saying that, um, you know, Saints Row or Just Cause, like all these other games. Like, yes, we have a tentpole game like Grand Theft Auto that I took, games took inspiration, you know, from. But it's kind of like, I think, folly on everyone's part to just always tie. It's like, oh, you know, well, how do I relate this game to other people? Oh, it's like Grand Theft Auto. It's like Red Dead Redemption is Grand Theft Horse or something like that. Like, it may be just kind of a, a gross generalization of what Yakuza is. Alright, apparently we're another ad break, so I'm not going to get the feedback from the, the audience. Alright, so let's move on to our next topic. Uh, Sony is working to increase PlayStation 5 supply in time for the holidays. This is coming from Joe Scribbles over at IGN. Sony says it's increasing production of the PlayStation 5 and is working to bring forward more supply into the year-end holiday selling season. During its laser Erdin's results, Sony explained that both software sales and gameplay engagement have dropped year-on-year, not a huge surprise given the huge increase in gaming during the COVID-19 lockdowns. Taking the situation into account, uh, Sony explained, we intend to take action to increase our user engagement in the second half of the fiscal year, during which major titles, including first-party software, are scheduled to be released, primarily by increasing the supply of PlayStation 5 hardware and promoting the new PlayStation Plus service. Uh, I guess that's to be expected. Sony says it still expects to meet its forecast of 18 million sold during this fiscal year, and is seeing positive signs for supply after lockdowns lifted in Shanghai, a major components production hub. As a result, Sony now believes it can bring forward production and sell many of those units during the holiday season, a boom time for sales. So, Kawhi's over there dancing. <laughs> Well, Sony's, like, for this year in particular, has painted a rosy picture that, you know, we're going to meet demand. If you want to buy a PlayStation 5 this year, you should have that opportunity. I mean, that's kind of been the company line now for a little bit. Uh, the reason why Sony hasn't been able to meet demand is, um, is because there hasn't been enough parts onto the market. It's hard to get these parts. Um, production has been increasing. Uh, among the like the PC parts and the parts needed to make these machines, so hopefully that will increase Sony's production because the Steam Deck just announced that they actually upped their production because they can get parts now. Yield? I'll believe it when I see it. Fair enough. When I when I see fives in the wild, I'll be like, "Hey, look, we have supply now." All right. Uh. 
we're going to move on to our next topic. Uh, Yield, I'm sorry, but we have to talk about it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Coming from Matt Kim over at IGN, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is reportedly paused indefinitely. Development on the upcoming remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic has reportedly been paused indefinitely after what appears to be a disappointment over the current progress of the RPG. According to Bloomberg, Texas-based studio, recent internal demo of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic demo didn't land as well as it could have when it was shown to Lucasfilm and Sony. This led to Aspire telling employees that the project would be put on pause and that the company would look for, quote, new contracts and development opportunities, end quote. Additionally, Aspire fired the remake's art director, Brad Prince, and design director, Jason Miner. The latter reported said on social media channels that the, that the dismissal was unexpected. Aspire has been working on the remakes of the two, 2003 Star Wars RPG for the last three years, before finally announcing the game in September of last year. However, pre- after presenting a demo or vertical slice of the game to its production partners, Lucasfilm and Sony, it was followed by employees learning of the development pause and the two firing. Bloomberg reports that Aspire Studio heads told staff that the vertical slice, quote, wasn't where they wanted it to be and that the project would be paused, end quote. While Aspire's future involvement in the project remains unclear, Aspire's parent company, Embracer, announced in May that Saber Interactive would insist on the project and some Aspire employees believe Saber may take over the project completely. I, I do believe it's Asper, but um, what, what have I been saying? Aspire, but okay, um, fair enough. But um, yeah, this game has been in production for three years. I mean, I know we just saw it last year, but it's been in production for three years, and now they're putting it on hold indefinitely. Like that's not good. I mean, a lot of cycles. I mean, they consider what God of War has been what four years for Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, twenty eighteen. And that's considered, like, that's to the point where Sony and Corey Barlog said that we don't want to do a trilogy because it just takes too long to make these games. They've been at this for three years, and they showed their vertical slice, and Sony and, and LucasArts are like, no, we're putting this off. That That's not good. That's not a good sign for this project. Because I guarantee a ton of money's already been dumped into it, and if this is where we are, uh, I, I, I want to play this game because I never got to play it. You know, I, I typically have not had a PC to play on. It's basically been Nintendo consoles and, and Sony consoles, and I, I didn't have the original Xbox, so I was really looking forward to playing this, and I don't have a lot of hope that's actually going to happen now. Or who knows, maybe they've dumped so much money into it, they're like, okay, we have to get this out, so let's just take it out of Asper's hands and put it in somebody else's hands, but three years and this is the result? Not, not, not good. All right, before going to yield some comments from the chat, uh... Dupe says, might as well said the game is canceled. We won't see that. Bearded Nerd says, facts 18, that game, period. And Dupe says, absolute show, the way of handling it. And then uh, Ender comes back and says, this is why we don't announce games early like they did. It's nice to know it's in development, but Jesus. Yield your comments on this. Don't mention any more about this game until you've got a Playable demo, or you're about to go gold. But see, that that's the balancing act because maybe that's what Ubisoft is doing with Beyond Good and Evil, and people have been asking them how, like, and fair enough, they've been asking the questions about that game for so long because it's taken Ubisoft so long to actually get it out there. But that's the balancing act is that you can be silent, but 
you know, after a while, it's like, well, people have that itch to know. They want to know what's going on with the game, so they're going to ask. And, um, and well, Sony showed this off at one of their, um, was it a state of play? Where, where was this game initially shown off? Uh, September, so it had to be in the state of play. So Sony showed this off at one of their big shows, and they had seen the progress of the game at this, at that point, and they were like, okay, yeah, we're, we, you know, we're going to go ahead and, and put this on there. Like, maybe Sony was... Maybe it's a bad decision by Sony to, to feature it so much on one of their state of plays. You know, if, if they had seen where the game was, I can't imagine that the game was in a good spot then and then just fell off within the last year, but who knows. Alright, some comments from the chat. Joe says, another abandoned Star Wars game. I am shocked. Rick says, you can play the OG on the Series X with boosted frame rate and it's perfect. And then Matt comes back and says, Annoyance with Beyond Good and Evil 2 is how early they announced it, and it's been how many years with nothing to show for it. And thank you, uh, Matt, for the follow on the channel. Yeah, with Beyond Good and Evil, though, like, yeah, they announced it, like, they showed that teaser a long, long time ago. But also, that was like a cult hit game that, you know, people were like, are we getting a sequel to this? Will we ever get a sequel to this game? We really love it. And then I guess from that, Ubisoft reacted and said, you know, we'll give you a teaser and a taste. And, you know, that way you'll stop hounding us about a sequel and you know one's coming. And then it's, they haven't managed it well. Not well at all. But, you know, maybe there is a, a pressure from the community that these publishers feel like they have to address at some point, And maybe sometimes it's way too early. All right, Clyde, before we go to you, uh, Bearded Nerd says you can play the OG on your phone with an Xbox controller. And Rick says, I value my eyes. I don't know what that means. But, Clyde, you're... Uh, response to this game being indefinitely cancelled. I mean, I'm not a Star Wars fan, so for me it doesn't make a difference, but I do feel bad for people that do like this game. Uh, you know, games like this, I want them to come out for such a big following, especially st Star Wars, and I don't want it... Somebody said in the chat, well, you can play it on Xbox. Not everybody can afford an Xbox, so, like, I want them to put it out on every system so everybody can get it in their hands and play it, and not just be stuck playing on PC or stuck playing on Xbox. And right. I was, I was just, gonna say, I agree. So, And then, you know, just because um, a game is, you know kind of been suspended doesn't mean that it's not going to come back i mean kingdom hearts 3 that took a million years to come out and still came out all right uh rick clarified saying they value his eyes because he says he's not playing a game on a shitty little phone screen fair enough mm, phone screens can be pretty good though they can be but they're a lot smaller uh bigger than the playstation vita no. I mean, in some cases, yeah. There's some, I mean, phones, phones for a while there were getting smaller and smaller. Like, you had the Zoolander joke, where he had the just the minuscule, miniature, tiny microscopic phone that he would answer. And we were getting to that point, it seems like, well, phones start out huge, like bricks, and then over time, you know, technology gets better, and we make them smaller and smaller and more efficient. Now, you go back, and you see a lot of phones, and their phones are getting bigger again. So, I mean, that's, I don't think that's an incorrect statement that you made. Like, some of the phone screens are probably bigger than the Vita screen. Because <laughs> I don't know how big you think the Vita screen is. The Vita was not a big handheld console. No, well, hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> okay. For the people in the chat, I know you're not going to be able to see this. Or Alex and you're not going to be able to see this. But here's the Vita. 
and here's my phone. That's your phone. Well, yeah, and I have the Note 20, which is arguably one of the bigger phones out of the market. But the screen's not that much bigger. But is it bigger? Technically, yes, it's bigger. So it's bigger. Not technically, it's yeah. it's bigger. I, I, I don't know how all this is being seen on the screen. Uh, also, could you play uh, it? Could you play it on an iPad? I yeah. assume so, yeah. The yeah, iPad's you can play. screen's much bigger. Yeah, you can absolutely. I've streamed games to my iPad to Game Pass. Uh, Daryl is booing Kali for some reason. Oh, because uh, I said that I I said that um, it's better. I said the phone's better than a than a Vita. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, <laughs> Matt says his phone is bigger, as big as an OG Switch. Uh, Joe says you can play Kotor on the Switch as well, Alex. Uh, Daryl apparently is compensating because he says bigger doesn't always mean better. Uh, his wife tells him that all the time. And Matt says, I could play the OG KOTOR on my Samsung tablet. All right. All right. So let's move on to our next topic here, which is going to be, uh, I, you know, I, I, I didn't know whether or not to put this in the agenda or not, because I didn't know how much this was going to apply to us, but I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, coming from what website is this? Oh, Sony Entertainment. Uh, They're releasing... uh, They're giving out dev kits to people. So I'm going to read this entirely. Uh, It says, In our continued goal to make PlayStation the best place to publish and play games of all shapes and sizes, over the last couple of years, we have been thrilled to support our external publishing partners with features in the indie spotlight events, indie montage videos on our social channels, Dedicated space for PlayStation Indies on PlayStation.com, and we're working to reduce the time it takes to get a new developer onboarded on PlayStation. Okay, yeah, I thought I read that wrong. As such, we are always striving to lower the barrier of entry and improve the process for publishing on PlayStation. We're pleased to announce that a new initiative will make it easier for new partners to hop in and get started with development for PlayStation. Newly licensed PlayStation game publishers and developers will be eligible to receive one PlayStation 5 development kit and one PlayStation 5 testing kit, complements of SIE, subject to terms and services. Uh, So who is eligible? We want to welcome new voices, new ideas, and new experiences from the game development and publishing industry, so you can sign up today. Uh, There is a whole list of things. and that, That doesn't really apply to us or our listeners, but I thought it was a good conversation piece in the fact that Sony is uh, giving dev kits and testing kits out to developers for free. And I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Uh, this way, more people can develop and don't have to say, oh, we can't uh, develop for the PlayStation because we can't afford a dev kit, which is significantly higher than, you know, a retail PS5. So, Alex, we'll go to you, your thoughts on this, or, you know, if you just want to say, okay. Whatever. No, I'll I'll go a little more than that. Sony's kind of always had these programs where they I can't remember exactly what the names are, but I feel like even on the PS3 and PS4, they had programs to help indies studios like get their games on the PlayStation because obviously you know you can't go by everybody, but you can definitely foster good relationships with a lot of people. And of course, Ember Labs, you know, a good example of that is Ember Labs and Kena Bridge of Spirits, where that game came to PlayStation, did come to Switch, and come to Xbox. It was exclusive to the PlayStation, so and it was a really good game. So by fostering that, 
you know, those good relationships with um, these smaller studios, you not only have your AAA exclusives, the ones that you own and make in-house, but you can also have exclusives from a lot of indie game developers. I mean, look, look how much, you know, on the Xbox 360, look how much that that summer where they had Braden Castle Crashers, which turned out to be timed exclusives to the Xbox, but those probably did a lot of business for Microsoft. And, you know, they they were smaller games, but the fact that they were so good and that you could only get them, at least of the uh, the home consoles, on the Xbox was a big deal for them. And, you, like, the, I as a, as a member of the PlayStation community, I saw the lament in the community that we could not get our hands on those games. Cuphead was also at one point an Xbox exclusive, so these smaller games can do a little a lot of good for your ecosystem. And, you know, even if you can't buy somebody, having a good, really good relationship with them and maybe snagging an, uh, an exclusive here and there is, you know, a great, great way to run your business. All right. Yield, do you have any comments about this? No. I mean, it's good that the indies can get a hold of them and then we'll get more quality indie games. All right. Kalai? I mean, I think PlayStation should have been doing this from the beginning. The... uh gaming world has made a big stride in supporting indie developers and we've gotten some games that uh, are just absolutely fantastic indies like shovel knight that you know if you can't get it onto your system you're losing out on monday money and making your community happy all right some comments from the chat daryl says it's a good idea because it basically means more spam and faster of course daryl would say something like that and the X-Bot, uh, the bearded nerd says, Xbox fostered good relationships since the original Xbox Arcade on the 360, and it was fantastic. Dead Pixels is a fantastic indie game. I never played Dead Pixels. You get, any of you guys ever played Dead Pixels? No. 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 Okay. All right. But, I mean, this this is something, like, that every game, like like, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft should be doing. But the more that you can, uh, I don't want to say get in bed with, but the more that you can reach out to these these smaller teams, because that's uh, in, indie games are where a lot of the innovation in the industry is happening. And you want more of those games on your console. You know, it's like even if you don't have a big game like God of War coming out until the end of the year, your summer slate and like your big summer promotions can feature a lot of these indie games. So it's nice to see, like I said, all these companies focusing more on the indie games because that's like that's probably one of the most creative spaces that we currently have uh before we go into our topic of the week we have uh sophie's trophies and alex uh you might want to tell ashley to listen to this one hello my friends welcome to yet another sophie's trophies this one guys it's gonna be a weird one because um i don't like this game but I keep playing it, and it's weird. Um, the game bores me for some reason. Um, it's, I don't know. I can't get my head around it, guys. Um, so I better tell you what the game is. The game is Stray. Now, the game looks great. Um, there are a few dodgy textures here and there, um, but the animation on the cat is really, really good. Um, being a cat owner myself and a cat lover, I do like that aspect of it. Um, but the game itself seems a little bit um, generic, shall we say. Uh, not much to it, you know. 
bring this to this, do this to unlock this, that type of thing. Um, so I'm going to get the platinum on it, guys. Maybe um, there's one trophy in there, and I detest those kind of trophies. But we'll get to that one in a minute. Um, so yeah, I can't make my mind up with this game. I I like it a bit, but I don't like it a lot. If that makes any sense. Um, now most of these trophies I haven't done yet, but most of them are self-explanatory, and the ones I haven't done yet I have looked up um, just so I can do this, because Stray is the game of the moment. Um, I wish I enjoyed it more than I do. Um, but yeah, let's get to it, guys. We have all done, which is unlocked all trophies, and that gets you your platinum. Then we have a little chatty. Meow a hundred times. Um, I did this straight away. I just kept pressing the circle button to meow. Because to me, that was fun. Um, so, yeah, you will get this just playing the game anyway. Then we have Catapult, which is jump 500 times. Now, you should get this playing naturally, guys. If not, just stand somewhere and keep jumping. Shouldn't take you too long. Um, so, quite an easy one. When you jump, guys, you can only jump to certain areas. Um, the ledge will have an X there which surprisingly enough means you can press X to jump and you will jump to that ledge sleep for more than one hour um, so you can do this over the course of the game there are areas where you can curl up and go to sleep so um, just keep doing it or you can just stick it on for an hour and leave him to go to sleep for an hour boom chat kalaka Dunk the basketball. Now, in, in the area, I think it's Midtown. Could be wrong. It's one of the open world areas. There are two of those. Um, there's a basketball on top of a building or a wall. And what you need to do is knock the basketball off. Um, you need to go at it at a straight angle. And once you do that, it should land in a bin. Um, so it's not too difficult to do, guys. Now, there are... Checkpoints in this game, and um, you can load up chapters. So that makes some of these trophies a little bit easier. Then we have Can't Catch Me. There are a lot of cat jokes in these uh, trophies, guys. So this one is Complete the First Zerk Pursuit, Pursuit, I beg your pardon, without being caught. Now, Zerks are these little um, round ball things that have an eye and they chase you so you've got to get away from them without any of them catching you and then we have go through midtown without being spotted by the sentinels this is called sneak kitty so you've got to get through that area of the game without the sentinels spotting you no more lives die nine times self-explanatory then scratch scratch the vinyl in the club so when you're in the club, guys, you'll see records or the record. Go over there and give it a scratch. Uh, pacifist. Complete the sewers without killing. Without killing what, guys? Let's have a look. Without killing any Zerks. Okay, so you will earn a way to uh, kill Zerks. Um, now, I'm guessing with this trophy, guys, this one I don't know that well. But you will earn a way to uh, deal with these little pests. Um, and you have to get through the sewer area of the game without killing any of the said pests. Now, this is the worst trophy in the game. I hate these game these trophies. I am speed. 
complete the game in less than two hours. Now, come on, guys. Um, stop putting speed runs in your games. Because one, you're just showing how short your game actually is. And two, I don't want to go through the damn game again. But if I want the Platinum, I have to go through the damn game again. Which is really, really, really fucking annoying. I'm sorry, guys. But it really is. I hate shit like that. And then we have Miss Jump. Fall inside the city. This is the start of the game, guys. You jump from one area to the other and you will automatically miss it. So don't worry about that. Not alone. Meet B12. B12 is your little robot type companion. Um, he's quite cute, actually. I've got to admit. Um, so he joins you. You have to go and wake him up. And he joins you and he helps you by translating things, uh, talking to the robots for you, various things like that, and picking up items for you. Um, he digitizes your items, which is quite a cool idea, I must admit. Um, Cat got your tongue. Have B12 translate a robot. Automatic trophy, because you can't do the game without doing that. Then we have Catwalk, which is Reach Midtown. Now, I think Midtown's your second area, guys, your second open area. And then we have Alcat Raz. Oh dear. Yeah, I told you guys, lots of uh, cat puns in this one. Um, some of them are okay, some of them, like that one, are a bit mm, hit and miss. But there you go, much like the game. So, go to jail. Self-explanatory, guys, it's part of the story. I opener, complete the game and open the city. So there you go, finish the game, guys. Melody. I'm just saying melody, because, okay, I'll try this. Meowlady. Okay, there you go. Bring all the music sheets to Morosk. Now, Morosk is a robot in the first area of the game, the first open area of the game. Um, and you pick up music sheets, you can take them back to him, and he will play them for you. Curiosity killed the cat. Wear the paper bag. Again, first area of the game, or first open area of the game. Um, There'll be a paper bag on the floor. Um, I can't tell you the exact area, but you will find it. And as you're running around, you can stick your head in it, and you will get that trophy. Ah, catastrophe. Try to play Mahjong with the robots. So, self-explanatory, that one, guys, as most of these are. Um, so, some robots are trying to play the game Mahjong. Try and play it with them. And, as the trophy suggests, it all goes wrong. Cat's best friend, nuzzle up against five robots. So some robots you'll have the option to press triangle, I think it is, and um, your cat, your stray, will nuzzle up against their legs, purring, which I have to say is quite cute. Okay, so now we have, I remember, gather all B12 memories. As you go around the game, there'll be, I think it's postcards, posters, things like that, that you can scan. Um, and they will all be collected in the memories of your little robot. Browse through all of the TV channels. That is called Telechat. Um, so you'll find a telly in a certain area, and you can go through the channels and watch them all. So you don't need to sit and watch them for ages, just go straight through them. And badges. Collect all badges. So there you go. Self-explanatory as usual. Go around the game and collect all of the badges. And Territory. Scratching every chapter. Now, 
you will get areas in the game where you can press, I think it's triangle, guys, and then you press left and right triggers, and your stray will scratch the floor. Um, I hate it when they do that. My cats do that a lot. Um, but in this game, it's all right, because they're not, he's not damaging anything of mine. So do that in every every chapter, and you will earn that trophy. So that's it, guys. That is Stray. Um, in two minds about it. I really am. Um, I need to finish it, guys. I do. Because I've not been playing on the PlayStation much lately. Um, this game put me off a little bit, to be honest. I played it and thought, oh, God, I can't be bothered. Um, so, yeah. That's Stray. Um, if people like it, great. If people love it, great. I am on the fence. Uh, much like a kitty cat. So there you go. But that's going to be it for me, guys. I will talk to you soon. All of you take care and keep getting those trophies. Bye. All right. Thank you, Sid, for that. Uh, some comments from the chat, because apparently this spurred a conversation in the chat. Uh, Neptune Princess says, I won't tolerate any stray slander. Uh, Daryl says, that's how we feel about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, Neptune Princess comes back and says, it is fun. He's right. Dupe says, the platforming is brilliant. The one annoying trophy is the speedrun. Daryl says he hates speedruns. Uh, Neptune Princess says, I got hung up a few times during the, the roach blob, so I won't think I'll be able to get it. I hate them. Dupe says, Beyond Stupid, that's one style of trophy I'd remove from games, especially just for a trophy. In Resident Evil, at least you get in-game rewards. Daryl says, same online trophies that require servers and speedruns he would wipe out. Uh, Matt says, speedruns have their place as a lover of speedruns. Even I agree, making trophies dependent on them is silly. Daryl says, speedruns would make great DLC trophy updates. Like a month after your game comes out, release a free patch to add speedruns and various playstyle trophies. Uh, Dupe says, I have never, I never have a need to rush a game. I get to need, let me try that again. I never have a need to rush a game. I get it. You need to long it out with a second playthrough, but make it, make me play on hard. And Daryl says, uh, he started, it's not bad. His daughter loves it. Uh, collateral damage is better. And Daryl says there's ads again. Yeah, I mean, I think that if, you know, speedruns, like, I think that not tying them to the Platinum Trophy and maybe releasing them as DLC later, you know, as a free update, say, hey, you know, these are just free DLC trophies you can get. I think that, uh, you know, that's a good idea. I also think that maybe you just, you can have speedruns in the game, but just give, like, in-game content, like a special costume or, like, a weapon or something like that. You know, obviously, in a story a story based game, it's not going to impact the how you play with other people. It's not like a multiplayer game where it's like, oh, you know, you're getting this thing. Well, I guess you would earn it, so it wouldn't matter in a multiplayer game anyway. But basically, you know, give somebody an in game thing that makes the speed run worth it, or would make it worth it to them, as opposed to tying to a trophy. Uh, but I do like the idea of having a, a separate trophy list not tied to the platinum. Ashley, she's Neptune Princess. She really liked it. She liked the story. And I gotta say, like it, like the gameplay, it, it looks like a nice mix of exploration and puzzle solving. Lots of puzzle solving in there, and you know, very unconventional combat. I mean, you obviously don't straight up. Well, you, you kind of, there's like a UV light that you use to fight the uh, the little blobs that come after you, but you don't like. It's not like you know, punching, kicking, using guns like that. So it's like it's unconventional combat, 
But overall, I mean, it looked like a cute game, so I know Ashley really enjoyed it. But, you know, there's mixed opinions here and there, which, you know, is fine. You know, that's going to happen. But uh, I think first time through, Ashley got 39% of the trophies, something like that. A decent amount, and she wasn't even really trying. So, you know, it doesn't seem like it'd be a, a hard platinum trophy, except for maybe the, the two-hour platinum, which, or sorry, the two-hour uh, speedrun, which I know Dupes did do, so. Alright, uh, let's move on, and we have a question. Time to check my social media, Alright, our question is coming from Matt, and it relates back to the soundbite I just played. It said, what's more annoying, the slurping from Kalai, or the copyrighted Lion King theme, or is it the smoker's cough? Yield will go to you first. It's a toss-up between the slurping and the smoker's cough. Alex? I'll say, uh, I don't, I, I have more of an issue with the, I mean, the coughing is a, is a natural thing. I have more of an issue with the coughing because, it you know, it's more regular. Like, the slurping claws just doing as a joke to get under tricky skin, which is working. And I, I think that, you know, can add back to the conversation. So I think the coughing above those of either of those things above those two things, I think the coughing for me. But the thing about the sound bit is, sound bit is, I think it's clever. But I also like Tricky got that from somewhere else. He didn't create it. I initially thought Tricky created it from that. TikTok. What's that? It's from TikTok. Yeah, yeah, it's off TikTok. So I guess that's a little annoyance for me. It's like I thought at first, which maybe just a misunderstanding on my part. It's like it was created originally for us, but actually Tricky got it from somewhere else. So. Um, yes. I do think, I, I personally, to be honest, like, if we're going to keep it in the show, which we obviously are, I am a little annoyed by the question to the guests, like, hey, do you like it? Do you not like it? I mean, I, I get it, it's a talking point, but, like, if we're going to keep it in the show, why does it matter whether they like it or not? Fair enough. Kalai? I have to say Tricky's coughing, because at least with the slurping, I can control it. So, like, I'm not overly, like, I'm not doing it to annoy Yield. I'm not doing it to do annoyance. Alex, and I'm not doing it a thousand times in this episode. I've slurped less than you've coughed. So. Fair enough. Also, Kalai needs to stay hydrated, so. It's true. Actually, caffeinated, too. I mean, podcasting uh, is a lot. Talking a lot, and your mouth, your throat can get dry, and you gotta stay hydrated. You gotta, you gotta be able to keep up the conversation, so. Uh, Joe says, the soundbite's trash. Daryl says, none of the above. Uh, Dupe says, gotta be fan, not a Gotta be honest, not a fan. Uh, and Neptune Princess says, Kali slurps are fine. The sound bite is cheesy. And then Dupes uh, has a request for yield. He says, I'd rather a pre-recorded yield saying, what do you want? Yield, do you want to give us your best uh, what do you want? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on here. Are you going right, to answer so the question? Well, the slurp, obviously. Okay, I wasn't sure. You could have said you're I, coughing. Because I like the I like the sound bite, and I don't even notice when I cough anymore. <laughs> you don't. I, I really don't. <laughs> when it sounds like you're gonna hack up an organ, you can't tell when you're coughing. Oh no! Like the the small cough. If I'm if I'm having a big cough, obviously I know I'm coughing. But all right, hold on. There's there's another fold to this cough thing because there is an extra annoyance for me because. The extra noise for me is that Tricky admitted earlier in the show, we'll, we'll circle back to this. Oh, boy. Tricky admitted that he wouldn't want to hear it in a podcast 
he listens to, but yet he wants to leave it in our podcast and make other people listen to it. That's the annoyance for me. I'll edit it out from now on, okay? Just saying, take good care of our listeners. They, they as their, our community, they took good care of us, and they give us good questions, and they give us good feedback, and they're in the conversation. Take care of them and their ears. Don't, don't make them listen to you coughing at, like, 15,000 decibels. Uh, all right, I- I'm not even going to read the chat because the chat's just like going on me about smoking right now. Uh, oh my god, you have to read the chat. It's so funny. No. Uh, let's get into our topic of the week. I'm going to read this entire article because I- it has a lot of good points to it. So I'm going to go this as fast as I can. And I kind of want to get the feedback from the-, the Twitch chat as well because I think this is a good topic. Uh, this is coming from culturedvultures.com and is written by Ash Bates. Uh, the name of the article is Have Battle Passes Been Good for Multiplayer Gaming? It's no secret at this point that Battle Passes have become a bread and butter staple of multiplayer gaming. Quite frankly, launching a new multiplayer game in this day and age without some kind of battle pass or content plan is one-way ticket of having an endless horde of bots declare that said game is dead on Twitter. However, just because the battle passes are always there doesn't mean they're inherently good. With that in mind, we've decided to look at whether or not battle passes have ultimately contributed to the overall good and detriment of multiplayer gaming as a whole. While battle passes aren't going to be everyone's cup of tea, there's plenty of general pros and cons to the approach that makes it easier to judge. First pro, battle passes subsidize the cost of future content. Online multiplayer gaming has evolved a lot over the years, especially in regards to how to extend the game's lifespan over the initial launch. One of the ways developers used to accomplish this was via DLC packs that would add new maps, modes, weapons, or characters to the game, and ensuring that there's more for players to enjoy in the months and years after the release. However, this approach often led to a segmented player base of the haves and the have-nots, as some players would not be able to join certain lobbies or matchmaking playlists if they didn't own the prerequisite map packs. Some games would even name or shame players in the matchmaking lobby, showing a big glowing warning message saying that X does not own the required DLC, cue the cries of, oh, look at them, let the team down, and so on. Multiplayer games have... Multiplayer games need content in order to survive long-term, and battle passes have been a great way of giving the developers money to create their significant content, while granting players new cosmetics and reasons to keep coming back to said game Instead of DLC map packs breaking up the community, everyone can enjoy the same significant content while making the choice of how much they want to dip their toes into the game's cosmetic system. A con is that they absolutely promote FOMO. The fear of missing out has become an integral and unfortunate part of modern-day multiplayer gaming, and the rise of battle passes at limited-time events can be considered the cause of that. If you've purchased a battle pass, it often means that you have a limited time to claim everything on that battle pass before it's gone forever, which could lead to feelings of guilt if you if you try to play other games. Fortnite is perhaps one of the worst examples of the bat- battle pass FOMO in action, as the game often leads to its collaboration skins exclusive to the battle pass. With the game's younger audience, you could argue that it promotes a, self- a sense of entitlement, as some players would have the time and or money to be able to afford a battle pass and it's very serious while others wouldn't. Battle passes in their very nature also hook you up like an IV drip, forcing the player to work to earn the content that they pay for, especially your purchasing the right to unlock certain content within a set amount of time and a lot of the time that content you rightfully pay for will disappear if you don't earn it in time. That's kind of ridiculous when you really think about it. 
You can make the point that this is, isn't the case for every battle pass, as Halo Infinite allows players to purchase their main battle passes forever, meaning that the content will never disappear. Make no mistake, that should be the standard pa for battle passes across all games going forward, but even Halo Infinite isn't innocent in regards to the content performance. Through the game's seasons, 343 Industries have implemented limited time events filled with separate content, and those once those are finished, that content is gone forever. Another pro. They're miles better than loot boxes. We really shouldn't celebrate a video game for doing the bare minimum to not be greedy, gambling, promoting, money-grabbing charlatans, but one benefit that the Battle Pass do have is they're miles better than loot boxes. If nothing else, players can see the content they're guaranteed to get should they complete every tier of the Battle Pass, at least. Loot boxes are just random, meaning there's no guarantee you'll receive anything good, whereas you can see a Battle Pass has nothing good, you can give it a miss. In a world where the cost of living is going up at ludicrous rates and having enough money to spend spend on games is harder and harder, being able to know what you're purchasing is definitely more valuable than rolling the dice and hoping for purple or orange cosmetic. Again, it's a pro point only because it didn't trip up on the exceptionally low bar of not being a loot box, but for many, that makes it an improvement over what became before. Another con is they're used by full-price AAA games. That earlier per point about how monetization efforts in the Battle Pass can help ensure games have content going forward really stops holding water once a big annual release starts offering six Battle Passes a year, along with asking a price of $70 on release. For free-to-play titles, Battle Passes are great, but full-price games offering Battle Passes kind of spit in the face of the whole endeavor. This is especially true when you consider that, again, Halo Infinite's only real game at... Is Halo Infinite is the only real game at the minute that supports battle passes that are available forever. This has been plenty of problems with Halo Infinite's lifespan so far, but they nailed it there and that the battle pass is even free to play. It's baffling that those kind of battle passes aren't the norm going forward and are surely to encourage more sales and profits from players who want to join the game. But that certainly wouldn't create any FOMO, would it? While not every full game price game with a battle pass is an annual release like Rainbow Six Siege or Dead by Daylight, there's still premium games that offer in-game item shops that where players can spend in-game currency or real-world cash to unlock items. Siege often offers loot box S loot box S mechanics with its alpha packs and battle pass exclusive Bravo pack. Even if the game is years old at this point, Siege in particular is gorging itself on monetization I can't say that word right now Practices while asking players to pay to get in. Honestly, it should have been gone free to play a long time ago, but that's another story. Another con is that they're now used as replacements for traditional unlocks. A smaller point in the grand scheme of things, but something important to mention regardless is the fact that battle passes have seemingly replaced traditional unlocks. Instead of using uh, certain weapons, playing as a certain character, earning a set of achievements or trophies, most content is locked via battle pass, which now kind of sucks. Sometimes it's nice to re be rewarded for playing how you want to play instead of being forced to complete random challenges to level up a battle pass and unlock stuff. So are battle passes good for multiplayer gaming? The answer is definitely a lot more nuanced than a simple yes or no. Battle passes have their uses and their benefits and are a pre preferable option to loot boxes that can allow developers to support a game's future content. However, it feels like the feature has now been adopted by various AAA releases who are using the feature to milk even more money out of the consumer. Instead of paying $60 for an annual multiplayer game, plus an added $20 for the map packs, players are now paying $70 for the game and $50 on battle passes. 
This isn't even including item shop purchases either, which seems like overkill. On top of that, most battle passes only achieve their value by triggering full mode in the player. If you're not actively playing a game during the period a battle pass is active, you're missing out on the cool content, particularly with Fortnite, which often features collaborations with various notable franchises. Making all battle passes available to purchase no matter how far along a game is in its life cycle feels like a much fairer way to practice to the consumer, allowing them to focus on the games they want to play when they want to play them. Looking back at the history of multiplayer gaming, the current trend does feel somewhat better than it was. Having access to new maps, characters, and modes for free is definitely better than being gouged on essential content, but battle passes still have a way to go for a lot of people. Whether the games industry will make those changes or not, we'll just have to wait and see. Alright, that was a lot. It was. Uh, I feel like we don't even need to discuss it because everything was right in that article. Well, (laughs) I want to go to uh, Alex and Yield on this because they play Rocket League consistently. And a lot of times in our group text messages, uh, you know, I'll get you'll see a message saying, hey, I got to finish up the challenges or hey, I got to do this. I got to do all that. So. Yield, I'll go to you first. Wait, before uh, we do that, I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Sorry, before we do that, I just, I just, found, I just found some breaking news, and I think this is very sad. Okay. And as people that you know, a lot of sci-fi people here, um, Nichelle uh, Nichols, who played Lieutenant Yohora on the original Star Trek, just passed away. Sorry to hear that. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, she was a very integral part to the Star Trek universe and to women and especially women of color because she had the first on-screen kiss between a white male and a colored woman but uh african-american i should say i'm sorry so it's very it's very it's a shame that she passed away but go on all right uh you'll get get led into that but as i was saying with the rocket league pass i mean you you often feel like he's got you got to do you got to play it more just to get unlock everything right well, I mean, if you want to get to seventy, yeah, you got to at least do your do your weeklies. It's a lot easier that way. You don't have to try to get the season ones. Yeah, but that like you can do the weeklies, and, and over the time that you play, you play like one night a week for a couple hours, and and do the week, get the weeklies done, and do a lot of the season things along the way, and you can get yeah. to you can easily get to tier seventy, you know, within within the three months they give you. Or however much time they decide to give you for each rocket pass, and uh, and you're good. It's not like you have to play every night. You can yeah, if you want to. Exactly. If you want to go above that, and also with Rocket League, the game's free to play, and also you pay in ten dollars to that initial battle pass, and then you can earn if you play enough. You can earn those credits back. Essentially, you can play every battle pass after that for free. So, and and honestly, the rocket passes are the only reason that I still play Rocket League. To be perfectly honest, or at least they're the only reason I play Rocket League every week. So there is that drive and that itch for me to play more Rocket League. Like, yeah, I like the mechanics of Rocket League. I like playing the game, especially it's it's far more fun with friends. But without the Battle Pass or the Rocket Pass, more specifically, I wouldn't play it as much. It would be like I would pull it out maybe like in a lull where I have nothing to play or like maybe once a month or once every other month. So it really has these Battle Passes, they, you know, it's kind of like before people would like there'd be a multiplayer game and you would play it and then you would move on. The battle pass is almost kind of like put a stake in the ground and say, "Hey, which which game are you going to pick? Which multiplayer game are you going to pick?" Because now they've created like and drawn more loyalty from people where people are actually playing, 
you know, these games as a season. It's like, okay, well, this is the season now, and then after that, I'm going to, you know, uh, I'll come back for the next one. So they're they're retaining people. It's another way, instead of, you know, like having a game that's bloated and say, like, you don't want it to, to take it back or return it to GameStop. So, you know, we'll fill our game with a whole bunch of stuff that people, like, don't really like to do, but they'll do it anyway because the game's over. There's over a hundred hours of content there, and I'll, I'll use air quotes with that because they got to find everything and do everything, and even if everything is the same thing over and over again. But these battle passes, it's a way for people to keep stay invested in your game and keep playing your game without with putting in new fresh content or at least cosmetic items. Essentially, is what I mean when I say that. So, I like battle passes. I think they can make you invest in like pick which game you want to invest in, and then drive your investment your play of that game there's always gonna be pros and cons but overall i see them as a good thing because again they're also optional so you don't have to do them but instead of people bouncing it from one multiplayer game to another they kind of you know are a loyalty system where you kind of stick to one or maybe two multiplayer games all right yield i didn't uh, you may have said it but i may have missed it would you prefer a season pass or the battle pass rather than DLC packs? Battle passes have their place. They need work. Season passes were good in the beginning. Now they just seem to be more of cosmetic boosts. Or not boosts, but cosmetic junk that they're not really content, so to speak. They're not uh, add-on content. But here's the thing, Yield. You have bought, correct me if I'm wrong, you bought every Battle Pass. For or Rocket I Pass. I bought every, for Rocket Pass, yes. Yes, and, and you. Every time, and, and every time I go into it with the, it depends on what they have in it. If they don't have anything I don't want or want to go for, then I'm not getting it. Yeah, because you like some of the cosmetics. Correct. Like the goal scores, like the different paint jobs for the cars, like some of the stuff you can tack on to the cars. You do like that stuff. I do like that stuff, yes, but. That's the only game. All the all the other stuff that they like. Let's look at like Uncharted. Uncharted did one, and they had this massive season pass, and all you ever got was different Drake skins and Elena and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I could care less, and I didn't get it. Well, I if I if I remember correctly, the season pass for Uncharted Four was we were promised DLC, which then turned out to be the Lost Legacy. Where if you had the season pass, you got Lost Legacy for free, right? Yes. Okay. And then, you know, like, Borderlands season pass still gives you add-on content. Now, granted, they still throw in what I always have thought was the useless arena mode. But you get at least two story mode contents, which I always thought was, was nice. It was always worth the money for that season pass. but. It's they're necessary evils, but I do, I feel all of them need tweaks. There there is not a perfect system yet. I do like the fact that with a battle pass, you can see what you get. It's not a random loot box, but it's I I don't know. I checked out of the article when Tricky started talking in text. Text abbreviations, but but look at like the, the like DLC versus like battle pass argument. They're not always going to be the same. But for our case, for Rocket League, you essentially, like I said, you pay that ten dollars initially, and you could just co- like you know as long as you get the 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 thousand credits, 
every season, you can just coast through every battle pass. You don't have to pay any more money, and you're getting all this extra stuff to put on your car to design cars, and you know all the goal scores and stuff. Whereas DLC, you'd have to pay for that stuff. So essentially, you pay your ten dollars in, and if you're you play enough, all that stuff's free from then on. That to me is way better than DLC. All right, before I let Kalai go, I mean, one of the things they've talked about is the, you know, if you don't play it in time, you're going to miss out. So, like, in your in both your cases, when you buy the Rocket Pass, you pay the $10. But if you don't hit level 70 by the end of that time, you know, essentially you could argue and say that you basically wasted $10 because you didn't even get any of the content or all the content. So maybe you didn't get your money's worth. Kalai, what's your overall opinion about this. If you're buying a battle pass for a game, you probably like the game so much you're going to play it anyways. So for me, that's an extra thing. Like to me, yeah, great battle pass. People who buy battle passes are probably playing the game like Rocket League. Like think about this: what would happen if they did a battle pass for the Division? We were just talking about how addicted you are, and I bet you if they did one for Division and they put up skins and stuff, you would re- be right on that. Because you're playing the game anyways. That's actually why I'm addicted to the game right now. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, battle passes don't bother me. Microtransactions, so you, so you have, you can win the game. Um, you know, if if you, you you're talking about pay to win. Yeah, exactly. If it's pay to win, that's something different. But that's not what battle passes evolved into. They evolved into cool little skins like i missed out on a cool skin on halo because i didn't buy the battle pass which was the cat ears i would have loved to be running around with a spartan with cat ears all right some comments from the twitch chat uh joe says yes and no uh he wants no multiplayer live game service matt says like all dlc it's okay if it's reasonably priced but fuck battle passes that cost as much as a freaking game uh, Dupe says he doesn't mind battle passes like Rocket League as long as it's mainly cosmetic and not a pay-to-win service. Uh, Joe says a con is you get less games. Uh, Dupe says if you fear missing out on a skin on Fortnite, go outside. Um, and then Dupe says, didn't Avengers launch with some terrible passes? No, actually, they didn't. I think Avengers did it right where, kind of like with Rocket League, as long as you played the game, you could... Uh, every Every DLC was free. But you had to unlock their pass. But if you played the game, you were able to earn enough credits within the game, so you never actually had to spend money on it. Um, and that's that's it. That's all the comments. Uh, when it comes to battle passes, for me, I mean, like the division, they release a season which is twelve weeks long, uh, sometimes thirteen, and I there's a there's a track of a hundred levels, uh, which I can get in less than a week. But the reason I'm playing now is like right now there's a global event going on in which you have to you can unlock certain things. Then the next week uh, there's a no uh, global event. Uh, but through the season they release every three weeks, every four weeks they release a new manhunt that you can go get go get. Um, so. The reason I'm staying in the game so much is because I'm in the game trying to earn all of the cosmetics. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I was able to get all the Resident Evil stuff and whatnot. So that's why I play. Uh, the battle passes to me, 
the way I look at it is again, no pay to win. If it's just cosmetics and it, it for me, it's another way to support the developer and say, hey, we still want this going on. Because especially with the division, for a year they didn't release any content. They were basically they basically said they were done. And after a year, they came back and said, "Well, it's overwhelming that you guys want new content, so we're going to release new content." And then earlier this year, they came out and said, "Not only are we giving you more content, we're going to give you another two years of new content." And that's while they're developing a Star Wars game, they're developing a new free to play game, they're developing a mobile game, so. I look at Battle Passes as a way of supporting the developer or the publisher in making more content for the game. You know, I get all this cosmetic stuff, but my characters look exactly the same. And to me, it's not so much about getting the content so or the, the cosmetic stuff so I can make my character look better. I just like playing the game. And it gives me a, uh, a quote-unquote in-game trophy to go after. And that's why I like Battle Passes. My question to Tricky is, did you pick this subject just so you would have a reason to talk about playing the Division 2 because you're not playing anything else and not platinum anything else? No, actually, <laughs> I, 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 put, I put this in the uh, I, I put this in the agenda because it, I've seen and heard Alex and Yield both say, hey, I'm playing Rocket League because I have to get the weeklies done or I have to get these challenges done. And I've even seen Nitro say it. Uh, not so much Homer, but I put it in there because, like, I see that in our, you know, our group text where they say, oh, no, I, gotta, I gotta do the weeklies and whatnot. And I thought this was, like, a, a good thing because it, it, I think battle passes are better than DLC. No. No, they're different. It's like comparing oranges to apples. Well, that's why I say I think it's better because with the battle passes, it gives you, like Alex said, and Yield kind of said as well, it gives you a reason to play the game consistently. Where I didn't if say they that. just released, I thought you did say that. Probably. No, I, I didn't say that. I well, thought. to be fair, if he didn't say it, Yield does it with his actions because he consistently plays Rocket League and buys all the battle pass, the, the, the rocket passes. Uh, see, would you take a game like okay? The DLC pack for Uncharted 4, as we said, was the Lost Legacy. Once you play the Lost Legacy, it's you're done with it. You, you're not going to play it again unless, you know, you just really like the game. Where a battle pass for Rocket League, it gives you a reason to go in and, you know, the challenges are score 50 goals or play this many matches. And it's even gotten yield uh, to play one of the modes in the game that he's not a fan of to get that stuff done. Yeah, but after three weeks, you lose access to that, so you're done with it anyways. <laughs> well, how long is the Battle Pass? Three, or, or Rocket Pass? Three months? I mean, it's around three months. Uh, the, the, the current one ends on September 7th. I feel like this one's been a little shorter, but it's generally anywhere between two and a half, three months. And it's, what, $10, right? Yeah. And, so, and I mean... Well, yeah. I was going to say, like, in the case of Rocket League specifically, you talked about supporting the developer. You know, I think that a Rocket League 2 is pretty unnecessary, and who knows, maybe the decision to go free-to-play was them saying, hey, we need a f another way to finance this this project we're working on, or we need to do a Rocket League 2 or something like that. So maybe money coming in from ba from Rocket Passes, I keep wanting to say Battle Passes, money keep coming in from Rocket Passes is basically making it so they don't have to do an unnecessary sequel in Rocket League 2, and the community for Rocket League, the ecosystem just stays as it is, so... 
it could be that they're finding another way to fund their game without having to make a sequel that they don't really need to make, which I'm all for, to be honest with you, because they don't need to make Rocket League 2. Rocket League is, is as good as it needs to be. Well, I mean, uh, you say that, and then I go back to Joe's message in the chat saying that because of Battle Passes, we don't get new games. Well, that, that's why I brought that up, is because, I mean, you could say that Psyonix could work on something else, but, I mean, what's what's better? Like, having these games, that, that's going to be the big question going forward, is what's better? Putting, like, a game, like, um, a video game industry where we just, you know, constantly, like, we get more and more and more and more games... Or is it that we get we still get new games, but also we have these games of service that are tried and true, and they stay around, and you attach yourself to one, and you buy new games still, and you play new games, but you also play these games every once in a while or every week, and that's just kind of like one of the, the ecosystems that you live in, is these games of service. And I think there's enough people working in the industry, putting out enough games, because let's be honest, does any do any of us play as many games as we possibly could? Like, there's just too many games to play. But... So I think there's enough people out there supporting the games industry to where you have enough new releases coming out, and then you also have these games of service, which can support these these ongoing ecosystem ecosystems where people just kind of play these games for years and years and years. Kali's being attacked by her cat right now. I am. You see that? <laughs> um, Joe says games of service are the reason why we have less and less games each year, each weekend. But Joe, can you possibly play every single game that you that you want to play? No, because Joe keeps replaying the same game over and over again. <laughs> I mean, to be fair... Yeah, we are talking about Hyrule Warriors, aren't we? We are, yes. <laughs> okay, I mean, but to be fair, like, I'm I'm stuck on the Division. Uh, Alex and Yield are playing Rocket League. You got Daryl, who plays Resident Evil so much. Uh, and then Joe says studios don't want to make single-player games anymore. That's, uh, that's not true. No, that's not true. That's you work for EA now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think for me, Battle Pass is like respect our time. You know, don't make the cost so prohibitive. You know, I think like Matt said, like don't make it cost the price of a brand new game. But also respect our time so that yeah, we can jump in and play that game for a few hours a week, but yet still get something out of the the Battle Pass or the Season Pass, whatever it is. But then also play other games we want to play. Don't make us just. Um, completely beholden to this one game because we need to get through the, the season pass to get all the stuff. And, you know, we, we said earlier, we pointed out that Tricky has stopped going for Platinum Trophies for the time being to play the Division to get stuff within the Division. So we see the power of these season passes. They're making Tricky, you know, they're keeping Tricky from getting new Platinum Trophies. So that's something to be said there. Alright, I think it's time we wrap up the show. Uh, let's do some shout-outs. Yield, let's start with you, sir. So, shout-out to Alex and Tricky for recording tonight. Shout-out to everybody who was hanging out in Twitch t- tonight. Uh, shout-out to my niece, who not only celebrated her 18th birthday, but had the best score for the scorecard for SummerSlam last night, beating out me and her dad. Uh, shout-out to Kalai. For being recording with us tonight, and a uh, shout out to Nitro for running some Deep Rock Galactic Friday night. That's it. All right, Kalai, your shout outs. Uh, I want to shout out uh, the Loop Bros, uh, Joe and Daryl and Zach, who I get to podcast with every single week. I want to shout out Matt for podcasting once a month with us. Uh, I want to shout out you guys for letting me on this uh, crazy ride today and letting me turn my camera on and tricky for turning his camera on with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would turn my camera on, but the uh, it freezes up the computer 
And I just felt like we didn't want to deal with that today. So I feel like, uh, and it's probably a plus that people just see a Ninja Turtles logo instead of my face. So, you know. That's fine. But I know, like, Tricky has a really good computer. So I know at least he should be able to turn his camera on. Yeah, we just have to look into his dirty kitchen. It's not dirty. It's just messy. (laughs) But do you want to explain the difference? Dirty means that there's, like, mold and dirt all over the place. That's not what it is. It's just I got things all over the counters because I don't have much counters. Specifically mold and dirt. Um, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I, I get, you've talked about moving your studio, though, to where you we would not be looking into your, your kitchen. Yeah, I, I got vetoed on the idea because I was actually going to move my studio into what is my bedroom now. And the guy said that that's not to happen. Fair enough. Fair enough. We know we know who runs that house. It's not. She doesn't. She doesn't even live here anymore. She still runs my yeah. house. Fair enough. But also, that's what seventeen hundred dollars a month gets you in New York is is no counter or cabinet space. So you got to just pile everything onto the countertops. Well, we got to take that out of the show because you just told how much I pay rent. I mean, is is that really a bad thing? So you pay seventeen hundred dollars a month. We all know you live in New York and it's expensive. Do Do you actually care, Tricky? I really don't. Care. All right. And to be perfectly honest, we all know he's not going to take it out of the show because he's too lazy. Also, he said this stuff. I'm not editing this. <laughs> I'm not editing this. It's week, true. So and I wouldn't care. take it out of there because I, I, I thought it would be good content. So, uh, but also tricky. You mentioned how much your take home pay was on our Rocket League stream. So, yeah, but no, no, nobody was streaming that. <laughs> you mean nobody watches our streams? That too. But there's people watching this stream, so but maybe not uh, expose all our. Dirty well, you know laundry. what? It's it's been out there, uh, and apparently your dirty laundry is everywhere, Tricky. So you know that's already been exposed. Joe says I don't edit. What are you talking about? He doesn't edit. Or is he saying Tricky doesn't edit? Oh, finish your shoutouts. Was it me doing shoutouts, or was it? Uh... Uh, did we cut off Clyde? Clyde, did you finish your shoutouts? I did finish my shoutouts, but now I want to give shout- an extra shout-out to Dupe. Thanks, Dupe. Uh, <laughs> Zach wants me to expose my dirty dishes. Alex, do you shout-outs? So, I want to give a shout-out to the community. Uh, we've had a just a swell of people. It's growing every week, coming on Twitch and, and watching us podcast and interacting with us and listening to the show live, and we, we appreciate that. I do think that you know, there are hiccups here and there, but I do think the decision to do Twitch is a really, really good um, – it's a really good way to promote the show, but also to have the shows done weekly. That way, you know, people can listen and ask questions on the fly that make sure we don't have to go on to Facebook and, and ask for questions for the show. So, I mean, it's it's a good interactive way to further um, our interactivity with the community, and I, I think that's a good thing. So, thank you to the community, the fuel to the fire, the trophy horrors. Uh, you all push us forward. It's the entire reason we still do the show. So uh, I think Twitch is a very good thing, and I hope and I hope we continue to do it um, for the rest of the life of the show, to be honest with you. A shout-out to, to Tricky and to Yield, and a shout-out to Kalai for coming on and recording with us, bringing her insight and her expertise and putting up with Tricky's bullshit. And not just for coming on the show, but again, for being flexible and willing to switch up the time. Even if she said it was a better time for her, um, it is, you know, you schedule a time, and then people are like, oh, can we change this? Can we change this? And I can understand that can be knowing. So I do appreciate that Kalai was so willing to work with us on that. Um, and yeah, uh, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my awesome girlfriend, Ashley, who is not feeling too well. She's under the weather downstairs, um, quarantining herself and listening to the podcast. And uh, yeah, uh, I love you, honey. Um, and I hope you do go get that Platinum Trophy and Stray because you like the game so much that I would like to see you, you know, 
get that platinum trophy. So, I want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, Kalai just hit you for the Skype chat. Um, give everybody a shout out in the chat. That would be, uh, oh, people just left. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Neptune Princess, the Bearded Nerd, Resident Daryl, Kalai's in the chat as well. Nitro's here, Dupes is here, Latin Legacy, thank you for coming in. Uh, Matt as well. Uh, I think doing this Twitch chat, uh, Twitch stream is doing well. I mean, giving us a chance to interact with you guys a lot more. So I appreciate that. What the hell? I say that and then <laughs> Zach sends something in the Twitch chat, which I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, shout out to Street Bobby D, shout out to the goddess. Shout out to everybody that's listening to the show. Uh, we're, like I said, we're doing this live on Twitch. Normally we do it Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today was a little early, so thank you, Kawhi, for doing that. I know it worked out better for you and for Alex. And uh, Yield, I want to give you a shout out for coming on short notice, apparently. Okay. We got to get Donnie in here and say he got to be more enthusiastic. So, if there's nothing else, until next week. Wait. Happy trophy hunting. Wait. Oh, oh. Yo, don't I get promotion time here? You promoted your... I got shout-outs, and promotions and shout-outs are different. I'm sorry, I promote your stuff. If you guys liked hearing me here, please head over to the Loop Bros podcast. Listen to me on that show. I also have the Driftcast with me, uh, Joe, and Matt. We do that once a month. Um, we have a great time, and of course, we are doing the backlog beatdown. I'm about to pass Tricky because he's not posting his stuff or he's not playing games. Apparently, not playing games. Not playing games. So, I do. I do have a question about the Driftcast. Joe came up with that name, didn't he? Or was it was it a joint thing? Because I know that Joe is particularly angry about drift and controllers. But did he have to get you all to agree to that? Did he have to twist your all's arms? No, we just thought that was funny. Let's go with it. <laughs> it's just a funny name <laughs> i'm terrible at naming i'll admit that one no i mean i i think it's a good name and i think i think that's one that will keep joe happy and you know it's honestly it's not just the switch you've seen that stuff in the playstation 5 controllers as well the dual sense so it's it's relevant it works mm-hmm. tricky did you disappear no, I I just thought she has more promotion to do. No, no, I, I you can now go ahead and end the show. I will I will I will allow this. If there's nothing else, <laughs> until next week. Happy trophy hunting. See Later. Ya. song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines.